Welcome. Take care and do not despair. You, beautiful soul, you have ventured forth along the path from shadow to the actuality, and you are here now in Indigo. The way forward lies in finding joy in your old life. Many fled the war as you did. Do not be ashamed. Your soul is not tainted. You and Visley, like you, are a testament to survival. And now that you have returned, there is much to do. Welcome to Saturnine. Jason, and I am the Game Master for this Invisible Sun campaign. This is Phil, and I'm playing Varun, an itinerant gallant of the Order of the Vance who warps space and time. And I'm playing Iron Trap, and Eric Maddox Stoic, Order of the, Maker, Order of the Makers who bears an orb. And this is uh, Sean, and I'm playing Fink the Medium a bizarre empathic apostate who provides a vessel for spirits. He turns to the crowd and he says, now we rest. And he puts his head down. And uh, What does he look like? Can you describe him again? He's like this nine foot tall Darth Maulish look. A little Hellboyish, eh, kind of thing? Mm, Darth Maulish. Carved up with what looks like a like an actual carving. Like it's not part of like a growth, but an actual symbol carved into his forehead. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'll, uh, the uh, oh, that uh, Order of Game of Thrones there, the guys. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Yeah. But rather than um, but rather than going inside. It's protruding out, like they've carved into the bone, so that's deep. Um, and so uh, he begins to meditate. So we're having a rest. Yeah. During the re- this rest time, 
explain to us what's uh, uncovered in the Path of Sons. Mm -hmm. Public group. It is group. alchemist. Groups. Secrets. Ravens. Books. Flame. Complexity, transformation, and knowledge. The alchemist seeks transformation, usually in the sense of advancement or enlightenment. She hopes to better herself through understanding. As adept of the Secrets family, the alchemist is of course complicated. Her knowledge is deep and vast. Magical processes, uh, magical processes surround her. Chemicals and substances and the flame that catalyzes them all dance upon her fingertips. But her true raw materials are her own essence and her own soul. Makers often see this card as a good omen. The alchemist's complexity suggests that there's far more to the situation than previously understood. Just as often, however, she indicates drastic and sudden change. A new opportunity, a new person involved, or a new facet to a problem. It's kind of like whacked out, eh? These have all kind of worked. I know. Though they're they're broad enough that you can kind of make them work but, too. But still, like, but this is pretty like... Yeah. Blah, blah. yeah. Um, should one turn the alchemist and dangerous elixir cons uh, consecutively, this is called the ultimate transformation. And it, su and it suggests total and complete upheaval of the situation and possibly someone involved in it. So, the situation is transformed, usually by becoming more complex, which it has, new NPCs get involved, new facts arrive, uh, arise, new challenges or barriers present themselves. So for Joy, the PC gains knowledge or insight into a complex problem, an NPC ally has information or understanding that can be of great use, or despair would be something like the PC fails at a vital task because they didn't understand it and its real complexities. The fumes of the alchemist's work offer her both bane and boon. Okay. There's symbols here. There's like an eight. Yeah, so the value of the card is eight. So it's pretty hefty. Uh, it, and it's secrets, ravens, books, flame. Nope. Nobody? Phil, do you have that? Yeah. That's yeah. yours? I don't have flame, but I have the other stuff here. Wow. Time passes, and um, gets up. He, uh, he stretches, looks at the three of you, and says, "Are you ready?" For like a Grandmaster Yoda moment, <laughs> all feeble on your cane, start dancing around, musical style, little tapping shoes. That's what you really need. You need some uh, magical tap shoes. <laughs> yeah. He uh, he steps back. The crowd is completely dead silent. Almost like a spotlight beams down. More like moonlight than. I look around and I wonder 
Has the bar done this? Or is this him? That's interesting. No. He had a relationship with the bar, didn't he? Yeah, he said he had a pass with it. And he also hired the, the red room. We're in the bar right now. Oh, the bar. Her bar. So, yeah. Okay. Yeah, we're in the bar right now, and if there's like a huge crowd of thought forms, I guess, that are cheering us on, or, um, but I wonder if, because he went into the bar, right? He went into the room. So We're bigger, right? Yeah. We basically did the whole TARDIS thing, didn't we? Yeah. We stepped into the arena and just kind of Yeah. Yeah, I think uh, Jay explained last time that it was like, Everything went right like the Matrix, and it just yeah, stretched like they, beyond, and then eventually it reformed into like a Colosseum type. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, I just wonder if it's, I mean, it could be an ephemera, it could be like a gadget that's done this, like, who knows, right? Alright, I'm ready. Alright, he steps back. And uh, what was once glowing red skin starts to dim. Uh, he started to lose the vast majority of the redness and his skin starts to turn brown and it looks like it's like drying out almost like he's oddly enough a sunburn and his skin is starting to crack but it's rising up a little bit and uh can I, uh, can I make a magical lore to see yeah. if I know what this is? Sure. Um, so... I'm going to... I'm going to use Sortilage. Is this Sortilage only for magic? Uh, no, it I allows you to roll an, 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 an yeah. extra dice. Okay, I'm going to do that for this. Roll a seven. You want to know? If you know like, do I know what this condition is? This magical condition? Yep. Like, much like what I can do with ghosts and what Mike can do with, like, uh, like this, maybe not Mike's thing, but like, like mine is like a, like something magical that, that's happened to me, yep. right? Like, yep. and then I've noticed in the town that other people have also had these weird magical things that happen to them. Like, do I have I seen this one before? Yeah. It's it's very very similar to Barkskin. Right. Uh, indeed. But he, his his facial features start to morph quite away from kind of like this orcish demon-looking guy into more ant-like. Yeah. That's cool. And uh, his hands spread out. His fingers grow a little bit um, into very thick branch-like uh, appendages. Huh. Knotted. So uh, almost like a, a like a weeping willow in terms of the way that it warped and, and, and winding. Also, vine-like in terms of its intertwined. Mm-hmm. And he 
plants his feet down. And he brings his hands up, hits the ground, and all of a sudden, trees start to grow up around the perimeter of the, uh, the arena, of this, this square, this mountain. It locks out any uh, view of, of the fans, and it also uh, blocks out all sound from them. Hmm. And all you can hear is the rustling of the leaves. And there's this kind of dim glow, like sunlight peering through. So it's, it's got a, a greenish hue that's, uh, that's coming through. And then in a very deep, bellowing voice, I'm not what I appear to be. Mm, certainly not. Okay, okay, spell. So, he's going to become a different kind of plant guy. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, initiative. There aren't... Oh, this isn't... Oh, sorry, this doesn't... This doesn't do what I thought it did. Um, so, yeah, initiative is, is kind of wonky in this. One, you always get to act first as a, as a, as a general rule, mm-hmm. unless... There's a need for the NPC to go first, but typically you get to walk into an environment and act with the notion that you had a plan or an idea. Mm-hmm. Um, he's essentially offering you the first move, so we can go about initiative in that way. And to simplify things, I'll just have you just roll a die, and the person who gets high, highest, and then we'll just right. ro- rotate. Okay, let's do that. I rolled a zero. That's pretty low. So did I. Oh my goodness! Three. Alright. So go clock- clockwise. So, Varun is first. Describe the, like... This is, this is like the arena we were fighting in, right? Like, mm-hmm. what, like, what, like what is in the arena? Or around the arena? Um... Like a stadium. Okay. Right. So in the middle of the stadium is, think of like a big basketball court, except that it was a big giant mat, square. Okay. And um, he has just uh, blocked off all sensory access to everything outside of the square. Outside of like the the main floor. Mm-hmm. That's right. Okay. Um, and there's no, what's the word I'm looking for, paraphernalia, objects, obstacles? Uh, no, just the trees surrounding. So all of these trees are on the outside. Okay, um, I fire my gun to take out my pistol and shoot. Okay. So, then, he, so the difficulty is being reduced by five. Okay, and I roll a three. Bullet flies out of the pistol. Okay, and it races towards him. And 
as it approaches him about six inches, where were you targeting? Generally just on yeah, mass, head, his head or whatever? Torso, torso. Yeah, probably. okay. And it, uh, as soon as it hits about six inches out, it explodes into butterflies. And you get one despair. Alright, uh, despair. Can you give me a despair shot? Roll, uh, roll perception. Me? Yep. So yeah, so you've just seen this. Varun uh, whips out his gun, points, um, fires. I don't have any perception, but I can just roll. A seven. Through, uh, almost like it's the whistling of the, of the leaves. You, uh, you're, you're able to make out children. But in a very kind of like raspy, elongated, haunting chill. At the moment, the bullet explodes into butterflies. Butterfly gun? That's the uh, opposite. It's on Borderlands 3. Yeah. Butterfly gun? Yeah. Find the butterfly gun and return no. the bullet. Oh, I was like, what? I don't yeah. have that gun. No, but imagine. <laughs> that would be fun. Totally. Alright. IT. You shoot a, it's a moth gun, actually, not a butterfly gun, where the moths eat the opponent's clothes. So you, oh, you shoot a moth gun at them, and then moths just eat all the way all their clothes, and then they end up naked. How amazing would that and be? And they like run was, away. Like armor eating or shield eating or something? Yeah. Out. Oh my god. Or they die of embarrassment. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, if it's up against any of the, uh, like the crazy guys, like on, on Pandora or whatever, yeah. they don't care. Yeah. That's funny. Yeah, they don't, they, it doesn't affect the race. It doesn't have all. It doesn't affect the children care. of the They're half the naked anyway, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, the guy's already in underwear. Yeah, that's yeah. right. He's just like, oh, that's funny. Yeah, I'm not that guy. Uh, I didn't go up to him and stab him with the wand. Gave us a wand. Might as well use it. Yeah. So what does yours do again? <clears throat> uh, it inflicts two points of damage. And that's it. It gave me an extra two... Or one accuracy in two benets. Okay, so uh, you've got it in your hand. Yeah. And um, you start to approach him. And as you uh, as you're walking, the uh, the ground starts to go from like the smooth map feel to almost like a uh, like a crabgrass. The closer you get to him, the grass becomes a little bit taller, a little bit denser. And uh, know, let's say you were 14, 15 feet away. Three feet out, the grass is above your head.
but you can still do it. It's just difficulty okay. of movement. Well, we'll do it. So, uh, so roll the die. One. Jeez. Um. This is basically uh, this is this is like a strength check to to get through. So you can spend something from your pool to uh, to bring that down. You could also spend Sortilage to roll another die. And that uh, basically is kind of like tapping into magical elements that allow you to have a little bit of extra. Yeah, that's right. Oh my god. You, uh, you become entangled entirely in the grass. Uh, and somewhat lost. And it is your turn. Okay. Um. to um, I have the wand in my hand I'm walking with the cane I'm walking towards him I'm like I'll say something like what is it that you expected me to do with this thing this and I'll do a big like dramatic Harry Potter style Voldemort swing you know how he always casts spells with the, the wand and these big swooping like throws and I'll do that and I'll cast barrage so that all the like um, all the ball bearings that I threw earlier are all kind of like laying across the floor right now yeah. and they all just lift up they all like maybe coalesce they all like because they're all scattered right now so they're all like kind of roll across the floor towards each other and they're like around me and they all lift up and then I like kind of throw them at him so Variety of loose, hand size, or smaller objects around me fly at nearby targets. So cool. the target and anyone close suffers equal damage. Just roll the spell. So he's gonna get um, two damage. So it costs two sorcery to cast. And um, I'm going to roll a die to increase the damage. So it's already two damage plus whatever I roll. I'm gonna use Sortilage and add a die to that roll. So I'm gonna take the better of the two. So seven. So nine points of damage. It, uh, they're metal, right? Yeah. So they, uh, they fly at them and you can see splinters of, of wood He's not really moving because he's he's braced himself into the ground. Mm. But you just see big giant chunks of wood flying, and uh, and he's grimacing. And as each ball bearing hits, the trees become a little bit less dense. They shrink a little bit, and you you can make out there's a lot more light coming through. Almost you could almost get a glimpse of the crowd. Okay. How many? How many do you think? Uh, all berries? I don't know. Like, I think I threw down like twenty or twenty-five. Like, yeah. It was just like a. So so. We'll say like. It's like I have a pouch full. Like there's right? multiple like, that that hit at a time. So let's say there are like four or five different like 
focused hits, simultaneous hits or whatever, and the foliage shrinks almost like it's now the, the end of fall. Okay. And, uh, and, and leaves are, are falling off the tree. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and light now is pouring in, and you can, you can see the crowd. Um, if you, and if you look closely, it looks like there's sap bleeding out uh, from each hit where the ball, ball bearings are nestled in. Okay. He, uh, he groans. Uh, his eyes open up, and they're big, big eyes. Almost like a, in, 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 in a very similar shape to, to what's in, like the inlet in the wall. Um, they pop open, they stare, at, stare you down, and uh, around your feet, you see these vines starting to crawl. And, and, and uh, let's say, you're here, they're coming at you, maybe starting like getting pretty dense, uh, about a foot away, and they're quite spiky. And uh, and they start attempting to, 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 to grab you or, or actually stab you. So um, yeah, you basically have to get out of the way. I will uh, can I dodge yep. or am I Yep, that's what you gotta do. So how do you how do I do that? So you as a skill, right? Dodge is a skill, uh, right? But you have. Um, I don't have any dodge, so I would. You, you, have, you, have, you can do anything. Yes. You don't need a skill to do something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It just means you're not uh, good at it. Yeah. So you suck. Yeah. So this would be a movement. That's right. Yeah. If you exactly. want to spend a bit, I will. I mean, this is what I'm supposed to be using it, right? Yeah. Exactly. So, so, uh, so that means it brings it down a level, the difficulty, right? And I could use a hidden knowledge as well, right? To do the same thing. Bring down to bring one more. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. So, but you have to give me a story. Right. So, um, when I was growing up in uh, like the southern parts of Saturnine, when I was a kid, we. My family was always afraid of um, magical war with the like neighboring cities. Um, like my ancestors came from uh, a bad time in Indigo's past when um, war was rampant. Almost like being a child who grew up with parents who were heavily involved with World War One, and so any small noise in the household. Could be a streetcar, could be just a, you know, like a, a book slamming on the floor. Um, my parents' reactions were to jump and hide for cover. And so that was kind of like bred into me as well. So I'm naturally attuned to be able to duck and get out of the way of something because I'm, I'm always on edge because yeah. of it. Twitch. That's awesome. See. You are like Grandmaster. Yeah. <laughs> so like I'm all like yeah yeah yeah. And I'm like ah! yeah. 
<laughs> and jump to the side. So my dodge is, uh, so it's two lower now, so I'm gonna roll. And I rolled a three. Yeah. So it uh, dashes at you, one, and then another, and then another, and yeah, you're almost like you're doing an Irish jig. Ooh. Yeah, Ooh. jumping out of the way. And, uh, and I'll say that it goes on for a, a few seconds. And eventually they, they kind of wither and they drop to the ground. Okay. And, uh, and if you look back at him, there's almost like a wheezing in the leaves. Okay, so he's taking some... And, and there's, you know, sap is continuing to ooze out. Mm-hmm. All right. Vern. I shoot. I try to shoot into the where he's broken open the some of the. I don't know. Oh yeah, yeah. Let's see. You're targeting. Yeah. yeah. Like a tall shot. Yeah. All right. A little, a little bit more difficult. Yeah. Try to get into that soppy area. Hmm. Yeah. Mm. Yep. A wet spot. I was trying to think if I had anything like flammable, but. I don't <laughs> you could have something like that. What do you mean? Like, very, very much like the fate system. You, you can have something like that. You can tell me a reason why. You don't have to spend something to do that. Yeah, yeah. Like what? Well, you could, you could do like a hidden knowledge, and you give an explanation on why you're like a pyromancer. Right, you're, you know, you're on, you're on your own. I don't want to hit knowledge. Which knowledge would give him, would lower a difficult guilty of something he's already trying to do. Right. It can, it can also. Wouldn't acumen al- be the one that would give him? He'd have to spend an acumen to have like a. It's not as like a, a Bill and Ted's. I'm going to leave the keys right behind here in the past. <laughs> kind of moment. <laughs> that is such a fake. Thing. Is that? A, but is that acumen that does yeah. that? So, like, acumen is like the big expense where it's like you want to get out of a jail free kind of thing. Okay. Um, and uh, in, in this instance, like, because it's so so new and you're not used to, like, what you might want to have on, on your character or whatever, uh, the cost is just basically lower so you don't have to, you know, yeah, go through uh, what little acumen you, you have. Right. And this is kind of pressure. How, how much? How much? How much do you have? How much hidden knowledge? Right no now? acumen. I have zero. Zero. Yeah. 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 Have yeah. Oh, you have one. No, I don't have any. Because you spent it. Mm. You had one. I don't think you gave us any. No, I gave. I gave you one last time. I don't think so. I did. Oh, it's one of these. Yeah. Oh yeah, you did give me one of those. Yeah. I forgot to take it out. I should write that down. Yeah, I do remember you gave me one of these uh, crossword puzzly things. Um, so, um... So you're saying I can spend a hidden knowledge to do this? Um... Then, uh... You're, uh... You're, you're a man of the streets of the forest and whatever Is else. And, here you guys and every once in a while, you actually have to, uh, you know, make your own, make your own five. A little, uh, a little Tinder. Yeah, exactly. So a little Tinder! Yeah. So I've got, like, I don't know, let's say I've can, got, like, can you tap Tinder? So is that something you can? 
I think you can. Hold on, wait, if I got my backpack with me, I'll you just do. take out a stove that came there. <laughs> 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 oh my Hold on, guys. I got my, uh, whatever it is. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Butane, let's do this. A little Looney Tune style. Uh. <laughs> That's funny. You <laughs> take a big mallet. Uh-huh. So, uh... Yeah, alright, so like I take out like, uh, I don't know, well let's just basically call it a, a torch that I use to light up trash cans, so, and um, and I light it up, and if I still have an action, then I would throw with a lit torch at the sap area. Yeah. Alright. Um, uh, accuracy. That's gonna be, I guess, your base, uh. Okay. And um, which I spend, and then um, maybe I'll spend a storage too. So, um, can you spend storage after you know the result? Uh, no. Okay. I'm just, I'm just working in case you can, right? Yeah, I'm, you know what? Let's check. I'm pretty. I, I, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure you. Uh, you know what? You can tap the deck. I don't know what that means. This. I, yeah. Don't you? Didn't you say that you you're aligned with? Uh, yeah. Okay. Well. But, but, but tap the. I don't understand that term. Tap the deck. I mean, like you you uh, you can reduce. You can use it to reduce the venture. Mm-hmm. Or oh, increase yeah. your venture to reduce the difficulty. Yeah. You decrease the difficulty by two. Okay. Because you're aligned with the. uh, Right? You're aligned with it? Right. Okay, then that's what I do. So. Yeah, because you're. you're, So now I have a venture of three. Okay. Because you're. you're, you're, uh, I can only do that once? You're spending. No, it's totally for this scene. Okay. And what happens is each scene, we flip a card. And so it's a very, like, uh, it's in flux. Magic is always in motion, that's the idea. Unless it's on the invisible sun. So once we flip a card on the invisible sun, um, it stays until the next time we get the invisible sun. Okay. So then, all right, so now my venture is three then. And then I'm spending a sword lich. So, venture is three, and I roll, fuck, um, a three. So, a zero and a three, so three. Three with a venture of three. You uh, you shoot it, right? You're 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 running and you just lob it. Yeah, is that the idea? Yeah, I lob. Well, I was trying to lob it at the sappy area. Yeah, thinking um, that that might be the most vulnerable part. But you uh, you manage to throw it. Yeah, and to hit it, hit, hit him. Yeah, just not in the spot you want to hit. Okay. And uh, yeah, it uh, it does a little damage. Okay. Now, what would a torch do in terms of damage? I don't know, it's fire on wood. So I'm thinking like a two or a three considering the, the type of weapons that you have generally are like super high. So I'll say that he uh, I'll say that he takes two points of damage okay. from that. Uh, it drags down, so it hits. Oh, that's cool. Um, 
Using Bene for effect, rather than using their Bene to add to their venture, players can spend Bene to modify the result of the action uh, if they are successful. Hmm. In other words, a character can use a Bene for success or for effect, but not for both. That's cool. So you can, I guess, augment the effect overall. Uh, yeah. So it, uh, yeah. So it hits, uh, singes him, uh, repels off, um, and lights some of the grass on fire. Like it's starting to, like it's kindling the, 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 the uh, it's igniting the, the grass, uh, in and around the base of it of, of his feet. All right, it, you are in tall grass. Can I get out of the tall grass? You can. What do I need to get out of the tall grass? You just have roll. to walk right out of it. Right. With a, it'll, it, you know, you have to roll. I mean, it's it's tall. It's not like horribly dense. You know, it's just it's more of an encumbrance. I'm spending one physicality to get through it. Yep. Okay. And I rolled a seven. Yeah. All right. So you emerge out through, and you see uh, this torch at its feet. Grass is uh, a little bit on fire. It's starting to, to, to pick up. Uh, you see these uh, welts, Stabby. yeah, like just welts. drooling, drooling, draining out of him. Uh, and he's wincing, and you can hear almost a wheezing, but it sounds like whistling through leaves. But it's uh, yeah, it's it's him having taken taken damage. Well, I'll try with the new last round. Actually, hit him with the uh, all right, the wand. Nine. Nice. Yeah, you hit for sure. No venture. What? Doesn't need to. No, no, but I'm saying like he could have. You didn't have. You didn't hadn't already spent a venture. Uh, yeah, that's crazy. Awesome. And uh, what's the damage? It's only two points of damage. So you um, you stab him. And uh, it causes like a like a fissure opening up, almost like a big giant earthquake. Yep. Mm -hmm. And it's shattering him open, like huge. Like he took a big giant axe to him. Um, In terms of like game mechanics, basically you you bump him up to he he sustained all these injuries. And he's now taken like a massive wound, right? Right. So, so you were able to like put him over the, the hump, the, that uh, that that plateau to, to to get him into the like the, the severely wounded stage or whatever. Um, yeah. So. The the what looked like kind of a, a clear or a greenish sap, like very fresh, almost like a maple syrup, or uh, like a. Uh, what what maple maple sap looks like? Uh, now it's uh, almost looking like it's infected, like it's oily, Gross. Uh, as it as it starts to to to, to drip down. The uh, the leaves that fell to the ground start to rise up. Like new growth, flowing into the the bases of the trees. 
surrounding the perimeter. And almost like dandelions. So petals start to grow out of each of uh, the ends of the of, of, of the of the branches, and they quickly um, uh, transform into what really does look like dandelions. They start to float and glow, and you recognize them. Quite a number of them as they form into... Keys? Ghosts. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh. That was expected. That you've interacted with. Hmm. That he's interacted with. They start to swarm and swirl. And they start to condense. Whereas they once were translucent, they're now substantial, corporeal, a lot, like all of the spirits that were there before you came down, all of, all of them are alive. Like how many are we talking about? How many were in the bar? How many ghosts? At any one time, there's two dozen ghosts. They're not all, all in no. the one room. Some yeah. of them are yeah, like, in and around the streets, but in this neighborhood, this block, there's probably about two dozen ghosts at any one time. Yeah, so they are all alive. Every single one of them. And they on the fighting floor with us now? Yep. They are naked, standing there, and they're alive. And they're like... Like they're in awe, confused. Some of them are, are weeping, like some of them are vomiting. Like as if they're in pain, jarring almost, you know, like a vertigo. Hmm. Did any of you eat any meat over the last day or so? We don't talk about what we eat. Do you think? You would have, considering you have the same thing every day. I have the same thing every day. I have noodles. Yeah. And uh, like chopped up green onion, cabbage, carrot, or cabbage, carrot facsimiles, and then a scoop of that green Vegemite goo. Right? Did you know I haven't eaten any rat in a few days? That's pretty good. Sorry, did you say there was meat? No. No meat. No. You? No meat. That stuff that I put in is like a protein paste, Probably. right? Probably. You start to feel in your stomach like something like moving around, like big gas bubbles, but they feel a little bit more firm than just regular gas bubbles. A little bit forceful in its movement. And the hamburger you get, you ate, gets resurrected into a cow inside your stomach. <laughs> a miniature cow. <laughs> a miniature cow. <laughs> <laughs> Just burst a cow. The weirdest aliens. Uh, <laughs> oh <my God>. <laughs> <laughs> Could you imagine? <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs>
Give his picture too. <laughs> totally, this little calf. This little man. It like starts to just graze. Yeah. On its chest. <laughs> it's like, no one else does a cow do. It just walks around and chews on the shirt a little bit. <laughs> Looking for the nipple. <laughs> it's like, that's hilarious. Um. And uh, the 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 wounds start to heal up. The slick oil get, becomes clear again, and the dripping slows. And the void starts to, to, to reform. Uh, all of all of the leaves that it had lost, they become lush, dense, again. And uh, there's almost like sunlight now, uh, casting down rather than like a dim moonlight. Um, and you have, let's say, you know, thirty odd people. Who are in this in this courtyard? Is it uh, is it my turn now? Did you it is. Did you attack? Yeah, it's my turn, right? Yeah. Um, okay, I'm gonna cast another spell. I'm gonna cast. Con- <laughs> convivial relations. Sorry. Convivial. Yeah, I probably can't say it. Convivial, yeah. Convivial relations. So, I'm pretty close to him because mm-hmm. he had to be within short distance of the barrage. Mm-hmm. So I, um, it says two beings within short range become friendly. Any attempts at pleasant social interactions between them gain plus one. So I'll cast the spell. I roll the seven. Yeah. So now it's plus so eight. Eight. So then I'll turn to him and I'll say. This is all just wonderful, isn't it? What? What's the meaning behind all these people? Are you really giving them a second chance? And if you are, how? How can you? What gives you the right? Roll magical lore. Actually, all of you can, since he said it aloud, you can all roll. Still roll. I rolled a four, but I have one in magical lore, so it brings the difficulty down. That's six. Four. It and uh, and think. You know that he had, he's just cast a ridiculously powerful spell. Like. Like you, mass resurrection? Yeah. But is it is it illusion or is it because all this whole place has been illusionary right now, right? So the stadium, the crowd. Do you recognize any of the bodies or the, the people? people? Yeah, I recognize a bunch of them. There are a lot of the ghosts that inhabit this area. Because you take on their memories, right? Like you, they, they, when they possess your body, not really? No, when they possess my body, I am completely blacked out. 100%. They have and there's no residual. And I don't there's remember. no residual. No, no. But I get to I get to know them beforehand, right? And they would have shown you pictures, maybe. And yeah, yeah. I mean, that's part of the whole process. So then you would recognize them. I sure. would never have. I would never allow um, um, a ghost to take over my body that I didn't already trust, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, yeah. Because it's happened before where one but took I mean, over my body. As an example, the ghost may not have access to pictures, but a person. 
who wants to interact with the ghost would. Right. Maybe to verify identity mm -hmm. or whatever, That's stuff true. like that. Cool. Yep. Okay. So, yeah, like you look around and you recognize them and that's what, yeah, that's what the, you, you. Were all of them, like all the ghosts that were around? Every single ghost that was in the place is now alive in front of you, naked, and some of them are like, woohoo! Others are like literally heaving as if they have just come through like some time machine. And others are, uh, are just very like dazed. Huh. So your question was, how is this possible? I made your role magical lore. Mm -hmm. So you say, how is this possible? And maybe in that process are also thinking to yourself, like, what the fuck? Mm -hmm. And you remember, holy crap, like, yeah. Maybe D and D, maybe you've never encountered it in this world, in the actuality. And, uh, exposure to D and D, you're like, it's mass register. You know what I mean? Maybe I, uh, I, I, I answer it in my own thing. Like maybe I say something like, you know, how, what gives you the right? How is this even possible? And then he says, the, the spell to do this would have been like an astronomical cost. Yeah, it's. So the the spell itself is a level fifteen, which is like demigod. That's crazy. Level. Um, so you're surrounded by these people. He seems to be up, physically, great. All of his trees are healthy, and his wounds are healed. Hmm. But the 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 light has has shifted, and it's no longer dimly lit night sky, it's now like a beaming ray right, of, of sun, yeah, casting down. And so, you basically answer the question for yourself. Right. And he, uh, and he kind of nods, yes. It is a powerful spell. And then your question was, is it an illusion? Right, and then I realized that it's probably not, right? Just kind of answered that myself. Kind of like talked my way into it or whatever. Yeah. And he says, uh, why don't you ask them? Uh, they're, I can't, I can't trust what they, they say. Look at them. And then it's, they all, they all look confused, right? Like they're not going to have all answers. Not, not all of them. Some of them are like, woohoo, this is amazing. Right. Others are entirely confused, like dazed. Others are, you know, like... Is the ghost that is always with me, Marcus, is he human now? Mm -hmm. Wow. So I guess we have our staff. Didn't you already? We do in thought form, but... Some of these people lived in this bar. Some of these people, and I'll like kind of look out at them and say, some of these people don't even have a home to go back to. They've been dead that long. And you would offer them a home? I mean, if the Grimm's gonna hate the tough exterior that their souls are wrapped up in now, but I mean, I couldn't see why he would care. Though, imagine the souls he could bring in if souls can come back to life. I don't know what you said in that room, 
don't know what happened between the two of you in there, but it must have been something significant because you, by doing this, and I look out on the people again, by doing this, you've just taken away the Grimm's supply of food. The constant 24 souls that he was feeding on, catching some, feeding, letting them go, catching others, feeding, letting them go. A constant cycle of, of nourishment for this bar. You just made them all corporeal, and now it's going to be harder and harder for the bar, for the Grimm, to be able to feed off these souls. New souls will have to be attracted. Let me just get my proton pack and my ghost trap, and then we can go. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Just don't cross the streams. <laughs> so should they die? No, of course not. They're alive now, aren't they? Yes. Well, then you cannot kill them again. Well, I can. But you shouldn't. And what about Grim? Well. There are always other ghosts in the city. It'll take me a while, but I did it before. You are committed. Part of your character arc was to find out what happened to... To Marcus. But that doesn't necessarily mean that's off the table. No, no. Because he still did get murdered. No, no, for sure, for sure. But... Uh, in terms of the reason why you're at the bar is it because of just that? It's because I'm at the bar because the bar attracted ghosts and for some reason I have an affinity with, with them Sure. and it was the best place to be to try to figure out what was going on with me okay. and then I ended up just staying here kind okay. of taking care of the bar. and then having an affinity for Marcus right. and then going right. from there you uh start to feel something is nipping at you. Like at your soul. Yeah. See? This is it. We can have this. And, uh... We're having the Duke come here in like four days. Two days? In two days, the Duke's coming here, and all these up, uppity ups are coming all of this bar, and their souls are gonna be needing to be feed, fed upon by the Grim because it's not full anymore. It won't have its constant ghost source. So that feeling that you're feeling right now, boys, they feel it too? No. They don't feel it? Just me? Because you're assuming. Mm-hmm. But if you look over, like you're wincing. I'll, I'll say that, then I'll say, Do you guys feel that? What? Um, like you're being devoured? Not since a few days ago. I was <laughs> <laughs> always a little upset. For yeah, yeah, that's right. I need a little uh, bowel movement. To... <laughs> Squat in the forest. Okay, then. It's just me, then. You're, uh... 
You're devouring yourself? For a, for a, the bar's devouring. A moment, like a flicker. You feel like you're in the room. And the gnawing is more aggressive. And so I'll like I'll like wince at the the pain. Um, one of the things that happened, which is actually the reason why, remember last session when um, I conjured the lover, mm-hmm. and something came about. I was walking with the cane, and then when I conjured the lover, I became I like stood up straighter, yeah, yeah. and I seemed to be a different person. The cane isn't because I can't walk properly. It's because I've been pained by the bar before where I become weak. And so the cane, is there? just in case it happens, I can hold myself up without falling down. Uh, that's awesome. Right? So it like makes me weak in the knees and it hurts. Yeah. And, and so now I'm really leaning heavily on the cane, whereas before, it's kind of for show. But for but now, now, it's, like, it's like I really have to use it. And like you can see the cane kind of doing that wobble wobble thing. Maybe it's digging into the ground, like because mm-hmm. you're like weighing on it, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, and in your mind, you hear, "Feed me." I'm gonna I'm gonna like walk over to slowly walk over to the the tree guy. Yeah, yeah. What's his name again? Zarsum. Zarsum. I'm gonna walk over to Zarsum and I'm gonna like lean against. The trunk. I'll pop the um, the cane up into my hand, and I'll wrap on the side of the tree with the end of my cane. And I'll say, "Okay, enough of this now. You got to let it all go. We have to get back down to business because I got a lot of work to do for the next couple of days." You hear me? And then I'll I'll Roll. use my Roll. my plus eight to convince them to to stop. To stop all this now. This test is over. Let's get these people uh, some clothes and this, look, no need to continue this test. Um, some persuasion. So I brought down the by one for the, oh wait, because of the persu- persuasion. And plus eight, plus nine. Yeah. Automatic. And I rolled a nine. <laughs> oh my gosh. Through through the leaves. Would you feed me? The uh, do I recognize that as the grim? Yeah. I'll say something like, "Oh dearest." That is exactly what I'm trying to get you and uh, get to you. Oh, dearest? Yeah, I'm calling the bar, dearest. I'm trying a couple of little little things out. I um, try to call people that I interact with, darling, or uh, or like sweetie. I'm like trying to like these. Regardless of gender. Regardless of gender. Yeah, yeah. it's yeah. awesome. Mm-hmm. I've done it a couple times. Mm-hmm. Um. I'm not sticking to the same one all the time, too. I'm trying to change it up a little bit, so it's... Yeah, and very, like, Rufus Wainwright. Almost. A little bit, yeah. You know a little like, bit. you know? Mm-hmm. Um, like that gentle approach or whatever. Yeah, yeah. 
poof, and you are back on the main floor of the bar, transformed. Thought forms are busy setting linens out on the tables, finest cutlery, place settings, name cards. You don't even have a guest list yet, as far as you know. Yeah. And Zarsum is nowhere to be found. Okay. But the door is wide open, and there's no light coming from it. I'll walk over and close it. Close it. And you feel almost like like a like an adrenaline rush. Like a big boost of energy. Like giving giving back. And as you're about to close the door tightly. This is the door to the red room we're talking about. So I'll turn to the closest thought form that's next to me. And I'll say, um, I'll go to the bar and I'll take out some, like a little stash of uh, crystal orbs. And I'll say, just go to the closest clothing store and just buy a bunch of clothes. We have Nobody. 36 people. They're not, they're all gone? They're all ghosts. They're all ghosts? Wait a minute. What? What? When when you reappeared. So there's nothing. There are just as as you had left. Zarmus is gone. Mm-hmm. Zarsum is gone. Yes. What is it? Zarsum. Zarsum. Zar. Sam. Sam. Zarsum. Zarsum is gone, and all the people who are people are not people anymore. They're back to ghosts. And they can't see ghosts. You know? Sure. I can see them, though. So they're doing whatever they He's would no do. no longer is Zarsum. He's Zarnun. Zarnun. <laughs> what? Um, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll quickly call Marcus. Marcus! And he appears? However, he typically appears. What does he usually do? He would like just like, like, um, almost like a, a reverse puff of smoke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like it would so, just coalesce into like an image kind of thing. And would they be able to see him? Um, I think that seeing ghosts it's is like a thing. common. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's but common. they have to almost like will it in a way. Yeah, right? exactly. Yeah, where like kind of see them even yeah, when they don't with, want. Yeah, this is your thing. Yeah. So, does he do it? So that yeah, they can yeah, see? yeah. So yeah, so all of a sudden, you've got Marcus, this ghost. Marcus has like a uh, a short uh, blonde mustache, um, and he's got a uh, brown coat with like a a scarf cravat and a kind of like floppy cowboy hat. No, it's not a cowboy hat, it's a satyrene version of a cowboy hat. Yeah, yeah. It's something like that. Yeah. Um, says, uh, uh, yeah, 
Fink or whatever, whatever he would say. Sure. And uh, Master Fink. He says, Fink says, Do, were you? Fink says, were you just real? Or were you were you just in a human body just now? Um, I assure you, I haven't touched you. No, no, no. Um, maybe later. No, but no, <laughs> no, not. Um, you were not just resurrected with everyone else around the bar? Uh, mm, no, sir. Okay, so that was an illusion, a very strong illusion, right? Um, <laughs> not enough. Um, so, um, I don't know, I guess I try to make a check to see if I could make sense of it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you know what? I actually have to make sense of its skill. <laughs> right there. I just, I just wrote it down. That's a little make sense. I literally just did it. I have huge list of skills. All my zero. Zero. <laughs> yeah, all zero, yeah. It's kind of like my D&D sheet, you know? It's just like... <laughs> yeah, you literally pull out like an encyclopedia of stuff. I know how to do all this. A little zero. Boy! Um... Yeah, I don't have anything like that. Um, but I will spend an intellect, Benny. Yeah. To reduce the venture, sorry, to increase the venture by one. Nine! Hey, Holy there you go. Dude. High five. You totally know. What do I know? Uh, you, or, or you will uh, strongly presume, and you are correct in your presumption. And, oh, and I know I'm correct in my presumption, so I know. Yeah. <laughs> um, it was the bar. So I really, I send it to you. The bar that did that? The whole thing? The bar cast a very powerful magical spell. And it... Did it create an illusion for us to think that these people came back? Or did it bring these people back and then... You get you get the sense that it was an illusion. Well, what about the guy? Okay. The guy wasn't an illusion, right? Zarsum? Zarsum is... Maybe it, an illusion, maybe not, but definitively uh, intertwined with the bar. Either summoned by, accreted by, or... Yes. Something like that. Manifested. Right. Yeah, because you know, I thought it was weird that someone came by to check on the bar so soon after we changed it. I thought to myself, I don't think someone's supposed to be coming for another day. Yeah. Right? Right. You have a day before we have to check up on you. Right. And, then, and this was supposed to be, the, uh, this seemed like it was the checkup, but I guess it wasn't the entire time. I don't know. <laughs> Iron Trap's like, I don't know. Zarsum, <laughs> <laughs> bar none. I'm going home. <laughs> yeah, he's like, I don't build something enough of this bar shit. I've had enough for today. I'm out. You can, uh, you can talk to the bar. I gotta go behind the bar. And pour some large drink. glass. Yeah, pour yourself a Yeah, pour us a couple of drinks. <laughs> yeah, too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You do? Find glasses full of whiskey. <laughs> you slam them down. Yeah. So I'm just looking at the spell. The spell I've been trying to use because for illusions and everything, when I was I kept wanting to cast it, was Eyes of the Overworld. 
but it's not true seeing. It is a clear see things that are invisible or obscured. Oh yeah, I see. Okay. Yeah. But now that I'm just looking at the title, Eyes of the Overworld, I feel like I could cast it, and then everything shifts to a third-person perspective. <laughs> <laughs> Top-down map cast. <laughs> <laughs> you can actually yeah, 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 pivot the camera. <laughs> Yeah. It's, it's Google, photo mode. It's Google Maps satellite. That's there you go. <laughs> totally, it is. Yeah, nice. You got a little street view if you can get down low enough. So, yeah, uh, powerful magic, an illusion cast by the bar. Uncertain whether or not Zarsum was uh, conjured. Yeah, that's still up in the air. Or whatever. But your assumption is correct. That. Uh, yeah, somebody's only supposed to be coming by in a day. Hmm. Okay, that's really creepy. Yep. As long as your bar doesn't have a grudge. Ew. <laughs> a grim grudge. Um, okay, uh... Alright, so while you're kind of stunned, which you would be, uh, the thought forms are still very busy. Uh, preparing. And, um, if ghosts would be typically kind of, uh... Wait a minute. The bar... When I went... Let's go for a walk. Shall we? You have a, you have an idol list, right? Like a... You have to get some uh, some some stuff for the. I want to get a new suit. <clears throat> yeah. So you exit the bar. Yeah, let's leave. I'll leave. <laughs> fuck that shit. Yeah, we'll, yeah, we'll, yeah. We'll follow our IT. <laughs> yeah. And as we leave the bar. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, and it goes away. Yeah. Isn't there a? Like Simpson a, episode, it's that folds in on itself, doesn't it? Just yeah, yeah, it. definitely. And there's also a, uh, isn't there a movie where like the house tries to eat the people? Uh, there's a couple movies like that. Like with Ryan? It's Amityville Horror. That's one I'm thinking. So you exit the bar. You've got your to-do list. You know where you're going. Give or take. Um, maybe you like crossover. Maybe few streets down like you're you're a good distance let's say i need screw that i'm gonna stop and get me some noodles <laughs> oh, so right next door yeah <laughs> noodles that's what it's remember the place called noodles, noodles. it's noodle apostrophe s because yeah. yeah. the guy inside is named noodle <laughs> it's noodles it's amazing it's so good it's so good it's, it's so, so fun. simple little it's so, guy it's hilarious yeah. yeah all right so yeah you walk in they see you the uh Maybe it's like so small that like the uh, like the cashier is also like I don't know the daughter or the wife or whatever yeah. or the husband. I kind of expect it to be maybe like one or two people walk in. You walk up to the window. And oh, the big like window, one of those. The little canopy. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. You order it and then they uh, how, uh, like uh, a permanent food truck kind of thing. Uh, in, in in the UK they call them takeaways. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's. Uh, there you go. So it's like a takeaway then. A takeaway. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So you just. Like I never would expect that I'm going in there. Okay. Well, I, I was I was thinking like you'd walk in, they, they, there'd be a counter. It would still be a kind of takeaway style, 
but you'd like be able to walk in. There's like a menu. I like whatever. it that it's just like that. That's awesome. Yeah. Grab it maybe there's an awning, that, you know, for the yeah. rain or whatever. But sure. Maybe when, on nice days there is a table outside yeah. that you can sit at or whatever. Sure. But okay. Like a bistro, a couple of bistro tables or something. Yeah. All right. So you go up to the window. They yeah. s they see you coming, and uh, the wife is like, she turns around like really quickly and. You, are you aware that they don't like you? Um, yeah, they don't. Uh, I, I know they don't. I, I, I know they don't like me, but I pay them so yeah, well that they, they can't. Just, yeah, yeah, yeah. They can't. They, they don't not serve me. So, yeah. So, you know, she kind of bolts, like, rolls her eyes and, like, scurries in the back or whatever. And uh, and her husband comes to the window. And maybe that seems to be, like, a routine where she sees you coming. She's like, fuck. <laughs> and then. Give me a, give me a large. And so she holler, uh, he hollers back uh, to his wife, uh, whatever. Oh. oh, yeah, yeah. And he uh, he starts like, you know, a little gagging. And he, really he, he, he grabs like a little styrofoam um, container. And he kind of sticks, sticks his arm out so he can like pop it. Whatever. Yeah. And, and maybe you're not so careful and kind of like drips down off the yeah. side it's like on his thumb or something yeah, yeah. and he's like heaving a little bit more and then he races to the back and he throws it into like whatever the, the no, walk or whatever put it back on and put it in my little slice satchel <laughs> so good so good um, yeah so he uh, so your noodles are is, are, are working they're, they're, are, are you guys going to order anything? yeah they walk around noodles I have noodles. They're really good. <laughs> no goop. No goop. No uh, goop's mine. I'll have the. Yeah. It's the way it, uh, I can just eat noodles. One box of noodles per day. Technically, I don't really have to eat either. If I want to, I just use your. But... That's true. <clears throat> the food tastes good. It really does. Like, maybe they're like the best noodles in town. Like, it's just one of those secrets. Mm -hmm. You need a magic sprinkle on them. Yeah. Except that it's a gross paste. <laughs> so, um, yeah, they come back with like, two orders two order of, of noodles. One is kind of like frothing, steaming. Mm -hmm. Everybody knows it's yours. He uh, hands it to you. On like a, a an like iron a pole, yeah, like in like clamps. <laughs> stick the, the grabber. Yeah, because it, it is. It's like it's like fizzing in inside, right? Lots of effervescence and yeah, pushes it in your direction. And then he has uh, he has your noodles all all nicely wrapped. And uh, he, he looks down at you. Sure, nothing. Um, yeah, I'll, uh, <laughs> never mind, <laughs> um, um, okay, for a second. <laughs> he, he, he points to the sign, noodles, 
<laughs> yeah, he walks up. Uh, Varu walks up and goes, "Actually, you know what? I need a second." Because when you were like, you were gonna say something, and now you need a second. So that's exactly what happened. Right side between the noodles, the noodles, and then the noodles. noodles. Yeah. <laughs> oh, they're just different spellings. Yeah, yeah, there's exactly. There's the noodles. There's the noodles. And there's the noodles. Yeah. Yeah. Noodles. Yeah. <laughs> and they're they're not even different noodles, they're just different sizes, like yeah. venti. That's it, yeah, totally, totally. That's just it. a different weird word for a size. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Noodles? Yeah. Noodles and noodles. Yeah, noodles, yeah. You know, and I said I'll have the noodles. Yeah. I'll have the I'll have the noodle noodles. <laughs> noodles and noodles? The oodles of noodles. He, he that's, breaks a, out that's a family pack. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He brings out a bin, you know. <laughs> It's just a big foil tray of noodles. That's it. Yeah. It's a noodle hat. Just yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. yeah. You know, no time at all. A couple minutes later, he comes out with your no- noodles. Noodle noodles. And, uh... With the crispy noodles on top. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> Garnish. Um, yeah. So you're set. You've got some food. You've got a list. And, uh... But... Unless you start to move, you're still right next to the... Right. We're going to leave. We're going to grab the noodles and walk and eat, right? <sighs> so I think it said thank you to me earlier when I went to close the door. It said thank you to me because in this illusionary scenario, I fought for its ability to eat. You know, I told uh, uh, Zarsum that he was taking its food away, and I think that's why it thanked me. It's like I was pleading its case or whatever. Anyways, we gotta get out of there. This place is messed up. It's your place, dude. Yeah. <laughs> it's your place, it's your place. That's amazing, isn't it? How weird of a place it is. Mm-hmm. So, pretty comfy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> have you, has all this happened in the same day? Yeah. So you haven't actually even slept over yet? Oh, uh, no, 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 no. Wasn't there one day of sleeping? I don't know. Because you woke so. up the next day early to go and visit her. Right? No, we, we are all at the bar. Yep. We saw the, the flyer. Yeah, and you said tomorrow we'll go. Oh, I, see, I, didn't, I don't. I didn't remember that. Okay, so there was one night. One we had one sleepover. Yep, one sleepover. Yeah. Hello, fight. Okay, so um, so you want a suit? Lost. I got a guy. You got a guy. Suit guy. So, um, Lost Star. Notions, cats, clocks, wind. Good or bad luck, great distance, great age, great value. We gaze into the night sky and we see the stars shining down on us. We wonder what they really are, but that's a secret for another time. Stars represent a higher world where everything is magnified. Everything having to do with the stars is far greater than it would be in our world. Love burns brighter, gems sparkle more beautifully, and children sing more sweetly. At the same time, disasters are more calamitous, anger seethes more deeply, and armies wage wars far longer. The Lost Star offers good or bad fortune determined by the card turned 
uh, after it on the path. Hmm. Whatever this card suggests, it is epic in scale. Something important to the person in question is very long is is a very long way away, very old or very valuable. The lost star amplifies any other results determined by other cards. Hmm. So something that is needed, uh, which is far away, or uh, if there is a, maybe an important NPC whose age is actually very old, or an item or a treasure uh, that uh, that's very valuable, um, or something that was going to happen, or perhaps just did happen, that may be rather epic for a character. And uh, a PC's success is magnified greatly, uh, given that effect. So notions, cats, clocks, and wind. Is that of us? No. But it affects the next card. So, uh, which will be turned uh, when you hit wherever. So. If you if he's got a guy. So is this a, is this a, a tailor or is this like a fence? Like all the stuff that you need, guy. They're probably two separate places. Two separate places. Okay. <clears throat> I like to get nice suits, so I figure I know a guy somewhere. Shopping district. Yeah, for sure. Can you go to um, go to your shop stuff first. Maybe the. the can do. Okay. Uh, so you want to basically go to like a supply store? Very much. And, and what is it you're trying to build? Are these the little devices? Should we, here's a question. Here, should we be? Should we even make the party hard to get to? With like the secrecy and all that stuff, Should or we make it like, that? or like, do the reverse. Because afterwards, we're going to be able to hide the place again, right? Mm-hmm. So people will go, will come to this block and be like, "Oh, they must have bricked up that old building." Yep, totally. Because the illusion is just going to be that it's all bricked up, right? It won't even be an illusion, right? It'll be actually transformed back. Mm-hmm. Kind oh, of no, I, I mean, I expected the bar to stay like this for. A while. For a long time, sure yeah. Sure can. I mean, or it, maybe it doesn't have it's to, up, right? I guess it's up to you, or, or you and the bar. But, I don't know. At the end of the day, the the way you had presented... Yeah, might as well, let's not change it, what? I guess. No, no, we, we sold her on this idea, so... Because you don't want people there, because they're... If it's going to be a fairly large party, which is probably your biggest party in years, mm-hmm. everybody knows where it is, they're just going to be coming back. Somebody's going to have some kind of magic that's going to let right. them get in, right? Right. And you don't want that. I mean, as long as it's like a one-time <clears throat> use. Um, yeah, they always are. Yeah, so right. So if someone keeps one, they can't come back and come into the bar anytime they want. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Because it's dangerous for them, too, right? It's not just about me not wanting people to come into my place. It's also to keep those people safe because there's stuff happening in here that, you know, regular, you know, non-Vizlays probably shouldn't mess with, you know? Yeah. Fully. 
Okay, so uh, I guess we'll make it, you'll make your way in, into whatever shopping district. How many uh, how many uh, devices did we say we were gonna make? I don't know how many people at the party. It's like five hundred, I think. All right, so we need to make five hundred devices. It's gonna be a lot of work. Mm -hmm. You were in two days. We're giving a ton of money. Yeah, a ton of money. So. You have a bunch of platforms, and uh, that's true. You have a workforce back at the bar. Uh, I gotta go to the house. Hmm? I gotta go to the get all my stuff and bring it over. I'm sure they're, I'm sure the bar built you a room, like a workshop. In the basement. Right? Totally can. Do I have to, I could spend an acumen to get that done? Yes, you can. Okay, I'm spending my acumen. So the bar thought ahead and realized what we we're gonna need and, uh, made itself have an extensive workshop that uh, Iron Trap can work out of. Amazing. So you want it so that uh, they wear it, they can see the bar and get in, or can everybody see the bar and, like how did you, how did you wanna? Like they'll, they'll know where to go, but they won't see the building until they approach like the um, the brick wall that looks like inhabits between the noodle shop and the other place yeah. uh, will dissolve away as you get close with the um, keychain or whatever. Yeah. Okay. So you need like 500 little trinkety things. Mm -hmm. uh, imbue them with whatever magic. How uh, how long does it take you to make one? Typically, like a, we never really <clears throat> like kind of. Figure by now, if it's been making for a while. Yeah, you, then... yeah, you totally have it down, but like super science, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, you're that's your line of work, mm -hmm. right? You're mass producing these things. Actually, he's doing it on almost like a weekly basis for you, right? Yeah. He probably is recycling a lot of it, but he probably <clears throat> has a stock. They drop the, the tags in a bowl at the bar and they take them home and just redo them. Right. Right. Okay. So those ones are like, I don't know how many would I have made over the last little while. We might even have 500. You need to activate, reactivate all of them. That might be all you need to do. Just bring them back and plug them in and recharge them. That's true. He could say he's got the um, like keychains made. He just has to reactivate activate them, which is going to take some time. Yeah. Okay. That's good. Maybe I have like three hundred. Maybe. And yeah, yeah, and you just have, have to, to buy. Some. Yeah. Yeah, that's cool. So get supplies, more whatever, more pixie dust, and we'll make them happen. <laughs> okay, that's cool. Um. All right, so uh, yeah, so there's this guy. His name is Kreiter Minis, C-R-Y-T-E-R. What C-R-Y? 
T-E-R. Minis, M-I-N-I-S-S. Okay. And, uh, yeah, he's, he's known to, like, if, if a, a, a shop is out of things, he seems to always, always have what you need. Okay. So if your regular, if your regular guy or the regular shop is out, you can, uh, you, you know that you can depend on this guy, um, to, to get, to get what you need. Um... What does he look like? He is tall, lean, pale, with a patch over his eye. And he carries with him a bag. Uh, It's like the things he puts on the eye patch. Yeah. (laughs) Tall, lean. And... And in, in the bag are uh, hands. Hams? Hands. There's a bag of hams. <laughs> hey, uh, anybody want a ham? Sure. Glazed or black forest. And uh, bone in or bone out. <laughs> and and in this and, and these hands are autonomous, but he can control them and he, and they. Can work for him. Right, like Mage Hand, like in UV. Yeah, yeah. So that's uh, that's some special stuff right there. Weird. Like cousin thing? Cousin Ed? Yeah. Pretty cool. Like except, the, except the whole bag of them. Huh. Yeah. That's but because it's like Invisible Sun, it's like the perverted uh, thing. <laughs> <laughs> so he's like a groper or something? Yeah, or like he's always trying to like get into people's pants and stuff. And you're like, get the fuck out of here. People treat it more like it's a like a pest. Like people are trying to knock random hands off of people's crotches with broomsticks. Get, get now! Like they're like a bird or something. No. <laughs> like those pervert hands, man. Pervert hands. <laughs> That's hilarious. They're like seen as like rats in the city. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Who's getting grabbed randomly all the place? Crash of of gropings. So there's one place that uh, that's listed. It's listed as a grocery store, but it's like everything. So I, I guess it's kind of like a Walmart, despite it despite it being uh, despite it being like supposedly a uh, like a neighborhood store. It's gargantuan, hmm. um, and that is actually right near the secret bar. Um, so they have they have stuff. They'd be like your home hardware kind of thing. Uh, unless you know of some place that's like closer to you, where you where you can just you know go and grab the extra dongles that you need, like a quick and easy kind of thing. Hmm. And then there is uh, for the 
Taylor, uh, the Milliner's Collection. This, apparently it sounds like a hat store, but it is, uh, it is like the place to get a suit. And that is in the Marquee Quarter, which is right near where the theater, like the theater is in there, mm-hmm. in, in that whole entire quarter. Other than that, we could just kind of make up two spots that are, uh, that are closer to you. And uh, we can go with that. And we can kind of like whip it away where you go in. If it's something that you've done like a gazillion times and it's just a matter of popping down some cash and getting your stuff, mm-hmm. then we can just say that that's what we do. You go out, grab your stuff, mm. and set to task. Uh, building and getting ready. Mm-hmm. resolution of these two states, dream and reality, which are seemingly so contradictory into a kind of absolute reality, a surreality. André Breton, from Manifeste de Surrealisme. Visible Sun Actual Play Podcast is brought to you by Heroes of. Recording and editing by Sean Q. Voice work and theme song by Jack Forrest. Additional music by Plate Mail Games and Tabletop Audio. Produced by Mike, Jay, Jack, Phil, and Sean, the Heroes of Hecathra.